It is time now to spotlight these growing tensions between Russia and Ukraine and how it could impact our markets here at home. We've already seen the pressure put on here. And Jordan Strauss, managing director at the Kroll Institute, is helping us to really navigate through this uncertainty that we've been seeing um, right now. What is it that we do know? I mean, we've seen oil jumping. I was just saying that the Nasdaq's down 15 percent this year. Folks now are really realizing that they've lost some money. Hey, Nicole, first of all, it's, it's always great to be back and to talk with you here on TD. I'm trying to think, I think it was about two and a half or three weeks ago that we last talked about this. And almost everything that we said we thought was going to happen has happened. You know, uncertainty has increased. Markets do not like uncertainty. Organizations do not like uncertainty. Supply chains don't like uncertainty. Uh, energy prices, as predicted, uh, have spiked. Uh, I think that for a lot of organizations and for a lot of people, that's mean that, that means that there's going to be some pain at the pump. It's going to have an impact on shipping and shipping costs. It's going to further stress an already very stressed supply chain. And we think that while a hot war, uh, thankfully, is probably unlikely at this point, uh, the continuing tension, the continuing troop buildups, and the likelihood that there will be more additional sanctions will just continue to add complexity into businesses of all stripe. So, you know, we've seen extreme volatility in energy. We're expecting price rises in certain kinds of foodstuffs. Um, as we predicted, uh, there's continuing concern about cybersecurity. Uh, the FBI and the, the GCHQ, which is one of the British intelligence services, has recommended that all organizations take a hard look uh, at, their, uh, at their cybersecurity. And, you know, to the extent that there's a play, there's probably going to be continued increased demand in cybersecurity, particularly in organizations that do uh, target hardening. And people were talking about that, uh, the cybersecurity issue and how that could be a very, very big story. I mean, it could be dramatic. I mean, if they begin to, uh, that, that kind of warfare, lives lost is always the worst, of course, but cybersecurity warfare could really just affect everybody. I mean, we talked, we just finished talking about how financials could be a great investment. Our, our banks would be number one, our electricity grid, things like that come to mind. Yeah, Nicole, that's, that, that's a really great point. I mean, look, what we have been telling our clients around the globe is that as was the case a month ago, as was the case six months ago, you know, yesterday is always the right time to make sure that you're prepared. And what that's going to look like is making sure that your systems are redundant, that you've got good continuity and contingent, uh, contingency plans in place, that you're going through this process of always getting stronger, right? And service providers uh, that can do that are going to be in demand. And organizations that have exceptionally complex uh, operating footprints uh, need to make sure that they are absolutely continuing to do that. And by the way, I, I should note, you know, in addition to the risk of sort of spillover cyber incidents, uh, you know, the new sanctions will continue to increase uncertainty. So there's never been a more important time, particularly for multinationals and particularly for large financial institutions, to make sure that they really know their customers, that they really know the ultimate beneficial owners, the UBOs of who they're dealing with, uh, because you do not want to find yourself uh, on the wrong side of a prohibited counterparty transaction. And as there are more sanctions that limit the flow of capital more and more, that's just going to increase risk and, again, increase uncertainty uh, across sectors. Yeah, and let's talk about that, because now, um, as investors, 
they're just really wondering what to do, where to place the funds, what should be their next plan of action, how to allocate. Um, what do you tell them now? I mean, obviously, the energy trade has done incredibly well. Tell me a little bit about your advice to investors. Sure. So, look, uncertainty creates new risk. And, you know, for retail investors and for organizational investors, right, understanding your appetite for risk is very important. Uh, until there is a reduction in uncertainty, which will likely not come for a period of days or weeks until there is some kind of detente, right, some kind of drawdown, uh, people should be thinking about whether they are comfortable being in this market. Now, there are opportunities here. So, for example, viewers who made uh, who made trades in the energy sector uh, probably are finding that those those trades were pretty wise when we, when we talked three or four weeks ago. That said, it's hard to tell at this point which direction this conflict will take other than it is a near right. certainty that it will continue to put pressure on, on energy. I think it's interesting how when we talk about this, um, you said we'll have, you know, we won't have a clearer picture for days or weeks. And that's the thing. Nobody knows as quickly as it all escalated, can it de-escalate as quickly? Can it be over in days or weeks? Because it feels like this is going to be around for some time. Yeah, it's a great, great question. Look, there's this idea of entropy, which is that we live in a world that's becoming ever more complex. You know, this is one case where uh, diplomacy, if successful, right, if all parties want and, and believe that they can achieve a positive outcome, things actually can de-escalate quite quickly. It takes a while to move militaries, right? Uh, but when you move militaries, it's generally possible as a third party to confirm that militaries are in fact being moved. So what you're seeing happen is very aggressive information sharing by um, NATO and allied governments uh, and there's no reason to suspect that that information sharing will not continue through what will hopefully be a diplomatic uh, uh, resolution right. that leaves everyone either happy or at least uh, uh, equally unhappy, and that will hopefully not lead to a loss of life. So yes, this can de-escalate very quickly, and I would expect that when that happens, you'll see movements in the supply chain, and you'll see movements in the market. So again, it's it really comes back to what is your tolerance for risk as an organization and how can you de-risk? And if you de-risk effectively, that, that, you know, that might mean that you don't get to benefit from an upside, but that you can continue uh, operating uh, as you have been. Yeah, Jordan, thanks for coming back on the show and giving us some updates here. Obviously, a closely watched story, a headline-driven market, without a doubt, and volatility that is really evident. Nice to see you very much. Thank you. Jordan Strauss, Kroll Institute. Thank you.